time to ham up. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, everyone, to another episode of After the Credits, where we are rolling around at the speed of sound. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. We got places to go, got to follow my rainbow, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> uh, I'm Sean. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm here tonight with Chris. Hello. Chris is not rolling around at the speed of sound. He's like the speed of... Um, the speed uh, that he usually is when he kills yeah, our momentum at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> Chris, wake the hell up. Uh, Screw well, your we head also back got on. It's Sonic Chewy. Time. Chewy's right there. Hi, hello, I'm here. I'm ready for this. I'm very ready. I'm very excited. And for the first time in 2020, we have Ryan. Yay! Um, we're all here, except for Vince. Vince, we are revealing Vince's debut for Sweeps next month. Um, that's a little industry humor for you <laughs> the old podcast lingo podcast sweeps it's a thing right um yeah uh well tonight we're going to be talking about sonic the hedgehog movie we're a little late to the train here but it's because it was so powerful we really wanted to take the time to to make sure we did this do you know justice we needed to wait for you to rush. watch it and I'll, and that <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll go be talking about gonna be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog tonight, and uh, yeah, it's a movie. Before that, though, let's gather around for our um, captivating tales of daring do around the chunk fire. Uh, who wants to start? Chris, how are, have you been able to move your neck? How has your no. neck been? I okay. still cannot move my neck. Thanks for, you know, bringing that back up. That's fun. Oh. Uh, but if you had been able to, think of how, you know, happy you would have been that I asked. When did we record last? Was that before or after I went to the hospital again? <laughs> oh. Chris, you didn't, Chris, you didn't get brain surgery. <laughs> I can't remember. It it's was old. before you went to the hospital again. Ah, yeah. So I went to the hospital again. Oh, I didn't know about this. Tell me about this. I learned the you, lesson you about everyone, just doing what the doctors tell you, and not have you doctor, learned your lesson? Not and not doctoring yourself. Uh, I believe we went over this in the last podcast. <laughs> None of us here are licensed doctors, and we should not be doctoring ourselves or one another. Um, it was anything serious. I I stopped taking my anti-inflammatory meds and. It caused me to have a massive migraine to the point to where I was getting sick with my eyes closed and vomiting everywhere. Huh. So I ended up at the, the hospital and they pumped me full of good good anti-nausea and migraine <gasps> medicine. And then I found out it was being caused by uh inflammation so it's like oh i stopped taking my anti-inflammatory meds i should go back on those and everybody was like did the doctor tell you to stop and i was like no nope. <laughs> i just decided just free ball you know just you know yeah going wherever i want on this one did you almost say free ball in it i was gonna say free i meant to say free wheeling i don't know free wheeling freestyling <laughs> yes. it's free fine we're all works. free balling it here <laughs> 
uh, little peek behind the curtain of podcasting everything. Yeah. Well, Chris, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I can't argue it. Definitely cannot argue. It's the second time I've gotten sick after just deciding to stop taking a certain certain meds. If nothing uh, else, you're very, very stubborn. <laughs> well, the good news is I'm only on two meds, and I've tried getting myself off of each one of them, and it's that disastrous <laughs> results. So <laughs> there's no more meds for me to stop taking. Well, at least now you know, like, oh, these are doing something. Yeah, they're not yeah. placebos. That's good. <laughs> I can prove that they are real. <laughs> there's the vomit stains all over your carpet. Just... Um, sure. So that was that was fun. Man, um, I've also just started watching the new season of Castlevania, and it is amazing. Like all seasons of Castlevania, if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's a relatively short show. Have we done an episode on it? I feel like we've done an episode on it. Did we do an episode on episode t- or season two? We did. Yeah. Oh man, it's so long ago. Season three. Man, it's, it starts off really good. Uh, I haven't started yet, but yep, I'm excited to well, start. I'll tell it. you exactly what happens right at the beginning. Don't do that. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, so and I, it's on my list, and that's not an expression. I have a list in Google Drive, and it's on there. So it should oh. it should be up near the top because it is just one of the best things. That's a, we I we should everyone says they have a list but you actually have a list yeah and it's in so all caps idea. it's a Google Doc and my drive and it's all caps called the list and it's a page of movies and a page of TV shows and when Maeve and I are sitting around in the evening and we don't know what to watch because we just ended a TV show or whatever we go consult the list and then we look at the list and find pick something off of it is anyone allowed to add to your list yeah actually um. Sorry for Chris stealing your your time. <laughs> I'm interested in your list. We were, uh, I, well, Megan and I were on vacation with uh, with her family a couple weeks ago. One of the nights we were playing a name a movie, blah 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 blah, and you go around the circle, name your favorite horror movie, and we'd go around, and so it was just an excuse to have conversations about movies. And during that, I added a bunch of things to my list. So. Um, you know, and I also do that. I also actively do that during this podcast when we're recording. So, some of the things I've seen recently are because they were on the list because you guys recommended them. Or you take whatever. all the the movies that Ryan says he watched on Netflix and thought was the worst <laughs> thing ever, and you add it to your list. Oh, I have a I have a second list called Do Not Watch. <laughs> oh, that's good. I've added a lot to that. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, anyway. Chris, did you have more? I had a coworker that had a list, a, a physical list on their their computer at work, and it had things from like thirty years ago. Well, like, that's the thing. It's I don't game. think they're getting to the list. I mean, you, you, people just get recommendations all the time, and just very quickly, just like, okay, I'll add it to my list. But that's an expression. So I was like, why don't? Why isn't that a thing? Why isn't that a real thing? So I just sat down and made one one day, and it's hmm. been very useful. Because I'm experiencing a lot of new things, and it's great. Um, so. And then the last thing is Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. Oh, I was going to say, is that out yet? I bet this is the demo. Right. It comes out in like a month. But I played the demo. I got Sean to play the demo. I got Ryan to play the demo. Uh, you, I, uh, I, I got you. <laughs> you would have never played that demo. I would have played it without you. If I had not said, hey, Sean, did you know the demo was out? 
I wouldn't have played it if you didn't force the controller in my hand. <laughs> Actually, you were pretty resistant at first. You were like, I have no interest in this game. I don't know if I said that. Anyway, I'm paraphrasing. It does sound like you, though. I don't. I. I, I don't think I've ever said no interest. Dislike. Eh, I'm. I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. That's more of my. Do you feel you're ready for it now? Um, no. Or do you feel less ready for it? I feel more certain that I'm not sure if I'm ready. <laughs> Wait, Chris, is it is it turn-based like the original, or is it action RPG? Uh, it, like the it's an stuff? action RPG for sure, um, but the game is supposed to have a classic mode where you can... I don't think it'll line them up like the original, but it'll make the whole game turn-based. Well, I'm just... What? I'm not really a fan of turn-based. That's oh, why no, it's, there's it's, only a few turn... There's only an action a handful RPG, of turn-based RPGs. And then if you actually get good at it, you, it the combat should be pretty non-stop. That's fun. It it does have the classic mode in the demo. I thought it said list like, but oh, I didn't play I... it in classic mode, so I don't know if it actually is or what. But yeah, I just played normal mode. But well, since we all played except for Chewy, I say let's just generally talk about it now because I have thoughts on it too. Not that a big discussion, but instead of waiting. I mean, I was talking to Ryan about this last night, and I talked to you a little bit about it. The thing that concerns me most is uh, Revisionist History. Well, I guess his name is Revisionist History. They, they flat out said it's a remake, meaning they're going to change things. But, I mean... I don't think Revisionist History is a proper term when you're talking about fiction. Revision, I think it's appropriate. Revisionist History. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. You, uh, Chris, you know that Final Fantasy VII didn't actually happen, right? You can't prove that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well touche yeah, I, I guess, guess I can have you been around forever do you know 500 years ago into the future or I guess it would have to be a long way way before that um, yeah I, I mean the story wise there's the demo really doesn't paint much of a picture story but I didn't think it was far off from what I expected from what I know like you know knowing Final Fantasy 7 and yeah. the first hour of Final Fantasy 7 I thought it was a pretty good adaptation of that opening mission. Yeah, my biggest complaint was, you know, that opening sequence, the uh, attack on the Mako reactor, is essentially a cold open for the game, right? Yeah. And I think a cold open should be have a, like, a strong, like, driving narrative. Like, we really should focus in on Cloud, and only Cloud, and kind of keep that, keep the camera on him. But the cutting back and forth with the president of Shinra and stuff, I think completely ruined, well, not completely ruined, that's a huge exaggeration, but it really disrupted what a cold open should be. And also, as Chris said, revisionist history was kind of like eye-rolling, like, can can you not do this, Square? Can you just stop yourself for once from going over the top? Yeah, I mean, I guess more to your point, Ryan, like, I agree with what you're saying, that that sense of, in the original... You're just following Cloud, and the music never cuts, and you're just going through the Maka reactor. Very, you know, the that opening music getting you all hyped and everything, and it was just all flawless because you were just following that one scene, yeah. right? But in this one, like the music cuts away, and it's now you're in a different place. It, you lose a lot of momentum. Momentum is like, a good I word thought, for it. Yeah, you're like I'm, I thought I was making. I was on like a timer essentially, you know, like we're doing this mission and we got to yeah. get in, get out. Right. Like 
then now you have these scenes cut in between. You're like, I don't feel like I'm getting in, getting out anymore. Yeah. I feel like I'm uh, just taking my sweet time walking through here. Yeah. But. Well, good. I don't need to play. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be interested to know what you think, Chewy. You have it's to been, play it. That's your homework. Next, next. Well, I, I don't know. I it, Final Fantasy VII is one of the very, very few turn-based RPGs that I've played through, but that was in like 1999. So uh, I don't. I, I I don't know. I I I have the memories of it that I have left, and I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. Final Fantasy VII is what it is and was, and I I don't really have a lot of incentive to play a remake of it. I don't, I don't know. I'm, just, I actually just, I'm not feeling it. I agree with you on that in terms of did I really need a remake? No, I definitely didn't. Um, but that's half the movies we reviewed on this podcast. So <laughs> that's that's true. I just like, but that the thing is, a movie is two ish hours long. True. You know, a, a game like Final Fantasy VII is just like a month long commitment. True. Or probably longer now that I don't have as much free time to play video games. So it's it's probably like a six month commitment if I'm being honest. So. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. But maybe, maybe if the word about it is overwhelming once the game comes out, game comes out and it's just, I, it's just fantastic. You know, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, well. Uh, on that note, why don't you tell us what's been going on with you, Chewy? What's going on with me? What's been going, uh, what's going on in Chew- Chewville? Chewy, Chewyville. Well, um. Speaking of my list, I maybe and I crossed two off of our list uh, last weekend. Uh, two Netflix movies that we thought were going to be similar. I don't know why we thought that, um, but one of them was Unicorn Store, and that was based on a recommendation in this podcast. At least for me, um, Ryan. I think you. Yeah, you said I, that I you think, watched it. Yeah, I, I I can't remember what you said about it, but um, I, I just I, I just looked at it on the menu and. Went, oh, okay, well, let's, let's check this out. And then the other one was Horse Girl. Has anybody watched Horse Girl yet? Oh, I actually not. have seen that. I watched that a couple oh, of weeks boy. ago. Oh, boy. I mean, I, hadn't he- I haven't heard of it, but uh, Maeve suggested that we watch Horse Girl. And she- I was like, what is it? And she's like, I don't know, but it's probably going to be like Unicorn Star, <laughs> yeah, right? I still don't know what it is. And, uh, oh, boy, those two movies are not anything alike. Other than that they have, they both have a girl in it, and they both have some kind of horse-type creature. That Those, <laughs> the, ooh, the... Oh my gosh, that was a very uncomfortable viewing experience. Horse Girl was that was it was really weird. It was I mean I think I, I overall I actually think I really liked it, but it's very you know Donnie Darko. Yeah, it's it's intense. It was intense, and it was yeah, it, yeah it made me uncomfortable for, for a lot of it. But I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's interesting. She was really great. I like her a lot. Uh, I like her a lot in most things. Actually, she's great in BoJack Horseman. Oh my gosh! And the the Unicorn Store had Brie Larson, and then Horse oh, Girl really? had. Alice and Brie, who are the two people I keep mixing up oh, because they yeah. have Brie yeah. in their name because they're Brie, yeah. they're both a cheese and um <laughs> and like the only two. It's like you, why you get them mixed up with Bob um, Cheddar. One day they'll, exactly they'll have a they'll make a clone of them together and it'll be Alice and Brie Larson. Yeah, exactly. Or they'll just form together into their final form. I don't know, like Megazords. Yeah, that's just weird. But um, anyway, I liked both of those movies a lot, but uh. Yeah, they it was, it was interesting seeing the similarities and differences, and it was fun. Um, so I ha- I recommend both of those. If any of you guys haven't seen either of those movies, I recommend them both. Um, I mentioned briefly that I was uh, replaying through the Half Life series, 
Um, and by Half-Life series, I also include um, uh, the Portal games, because they're, I guess, a shared universe. I don't know if this, if they ever continue with Half-Life past Half-Life Alex. I don't know if that'll still be the case, but um, I played through Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, Portal, and I'm in the middle of Portal 2 right now. And then when I finish, I'm going to play through Black Mesa, because... Uh, you know, like I said, they finished Black Mesa finally, and they finished all the Zen levels. So there's actually new Half-Life stuff to play. Um, but it's interesting through this playthrough of the series, because I haven't played any of these games properly, probably in close to a decade. And um, I've always maintained that Half-Life 2 is one of, if not my favorite video game. And I still feel that way, but I'm also interested to, f- like, I'm... It's It's interesting to find out that I have different opinions on all these games now. Like, there are certain things that, like, I feel the same way, but there's certain aspects of some of these games that I like a lot more, and then there's, I'm also more critical of some certain things. Um, like, uh, like, for instance, Ryan, you and I have argued about whether Portal or Portal 2 is the better, better game. Like, yeah. I'm still, I, I maintained very staunchly that it was Portal 2, but now I'm not really so sure, because I, I like the game's completely for different reasons and looking back on that first portal game now that it's kind of old like and just going through that second half of the game like like man it was so fresh when it came out not just the portal not just the portal mechanic but the whole idea that you have to escape from the game itself and then there's the scene where you start seeing earlier parts of the game through the windows that you noticed earlier and then the part that like i don't know it didn't hit me as hard when i played it back in the day but it did now is when you end up inside the tubes and you come out of the, like the companion cube dispenser and and like, and you're like, Oh my God, should, am I supposed to be here? And like, you have to pick up the broken piece of the dispenser to put it on the button to redo a puzzle you've already done. Like it just completely subverted the whole idea of just like playing through a game. Like it, it, like it's all designed, but it's designed to feel like it isn't designed. Right. Um, So like, I don't think I appreciated that kind of stuff as much and i appreciate it a lot more now that i can look back on it and see you know gaming since then and there really hasn't been a game like that since then i think i really like the the scope of the second game a lot and i really like the storytelling and i like how ambitious it is but it doesn't all but at the same time it doesn't capture that just like oh my god i'm, I'm off the rails here what is gonna right. happen i have no like they keep they keep turning this on its head, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I really love both games, but it's it's actually revisiting them both back-to-back is kind of, you know, made me rethink some things. And then the same with the Half-Life games. I, I really think that those games really do hold up, but I also kind of, like... I really... I f- peep, there was a lot of good talk about the Alex Vance character back in the day and how she was really well-written, and I kind of... Not just her, I think she's a... A symptom of a larger problem with the Half-Life 2 games is just, it's so, it's such a, like, self-insert fantasy. Like, everyone is so congratulatory towards Gordon Freeman. Like, and just when I played through Half-Life 2 and Episode 1 and Episode 2 all in a row, I realized two things. Um, One, he never sleeps or eats for, like, a week straight. Um, And then, two... Almost every single conversation he is in, it's people going, wow, Gordon, you did it. Wow, Gordon, you're really amazing. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. Wow, Gordon Freeman, I can't believe it's Gordon Freeman. You're here. Wow, doctor, you're here. Gordon Freeman, you're amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever played through those games all in a row. 
But it was both the first time I've ever done that and the first time I played any of those games in almost a decade. And I'm just like, it was just, I I don't know, I'd never had that reaction playing those games before. So it, I don't know, it's just really strange revisiting old favorites after a really long time and just kind of, there's parts of the game that you for, you've forgotten and, you know, but in other ways you kind of rediscover why you fell in love with the games in the first place. I don't know, it's really interesting. So um, it's been an interesting experience for me. So... Um, I don't know. Nice. I'm guessing you guys are all probably planning on playing Alex when it comes out. I mean, nah. yeah. I would recommend. I'd recommend maybe revisiting some of these games. I think you'd probably. I think there's worth to it to that yeah. experience. Maybe I'll so, do that. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, all right, that's all I have to bring to the fire t- to the, today. Um, all right, <laughs> Ryan. That's it. The fire's gone. I'm putting it out. No. no. I haven't been on this here podcast in nigh three, seven months. But I'll tell you what, what I've been up to. <laughs> uh, not not everything uh, that I'll tell you. Well, yeah, I was mostly working. Last week I was in Mesa, Arizona, so I couldn't cast the pod with y'all. Infiltrate Black Mesa. Oh, Yes. Um, anyway, I worked like crazy amount, but, but, uh, I, we did get some more fans, more subscribers cause we were there during some downtime and we're in this big conference room. So it came up about my, po- about the podcast. And so we put it on and people were like, <laughs> oh no. like, I was like, this isn't going to be good. Cause there's a lot of like kind of important people in the room, but we we're also exhausted <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Why did you let that happen? I tried to put it down, but everyone's like, no, it'll be fine. Ryan, we want to listen. We want to hear it. And I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> um, so we listened to the house of the, or the hill of, what is it? The haunting of Hill house, whatever that stupid <laughs> thing is named. I mean, it's a great yeah, show, but it's I, a stupid name. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't remember that episode being particularly awful. No, it was a good one. That's why I chose it. It, I thought it was a good one. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we had to skip through like the first 30 minutes because I'm like, oh, that's right. We do this thing called, well, <laughs> so it's, and yeah, just trying to like imagine me trying to explain it to like coworkers, and I'm trying to be professional. Like, oh, why don't we just go ahead and skip the first thirty minutes before <laughs> instead of trying to explain that? Because I started trying to explain it, and it's like, well, the reason we do this section is because we still have a lot of fans from our uh, YouTube channel. And like, wait, what YouTube channel? And I was like, oh no, what have I done to myself? All right, now we gotta show him terrible interrogator. Yeah, he's going all the way back. Yeah, gonna say, and by lots of fans, you mean our parents? Yes, <laughs> I, that's actually that is exactly what I'd said to them. I said, <laughs> I literally said that like our parents. Yeah, when I said like we have a lot of fans, I mean our parents. But then I did tell them about the one time I got recognized in public. So I felt like I and you got a promotion. Yep, you're now the head of Black Mesa. Yes. I'd like to point out that we all collectively, um, consistently put things on the internet, and then we tell people who are close to us to not view it or engage. <laughs> <laughs> that has been a trend that we've engaged in for a decade now. That's oh, how also, you're supposed to do it, right? <laughs> Ryan, uh, you weren't hearing the last episode, but I informed everyone else because I was the only one that realized this. Uh, this past February 14th, this past Valentine's Day, was the 10th anniversary of Yum Chunks. Oh my god. Yeah, the first wow. upload, the first upload on the Yum Chunks YouTube channel ever was on is 2010, February 14th, and it was Pillow Fight Z. What a fantastic first entry! 
what a fantastic beginnings to all of this. Yes. So this whole year will be our 10th anniversary Jubilee celebration. And we will bring it up every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and do nothing <laughs> to actually celebrate. Right. Maybe we can make a video. Let's not we make should, a video. We uh, should oh. <laughs> just partake in what everybody's doing and just remake Pillow Fight Z. Get coronavirus? <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that could be what causes the Z part of it Pillow Fight Z. My God. Pillow Fight C. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, it's you already writing itself. Listeners, yeah, listeners, you're glimpsing, you know, art in the process of being <laughs> the creative made. process that yeah. we use for all of our videos. Yep, this um, is how all of them get their start. We think of a catchy title and we build from there. <laughs> <laughs> catchy <laughs> title. Uh, well, anyway, um, I also moved into a new apartment in the absence. Um, and I'm, I'm living by myself in this apartment and it's weird doing so. I can do whatever I want in here. Like, okay. How, how much more haunted does it feel? Feel? Um, or is it? I don't know. I just imagine. Let me, I'm looking around to detect haunting vibes. Um, very little haunting vibes I'm getting. Mm, that's yeah. very disappointing. Well, I, I do occasionally hear like some ticking, but then I remembered I installed a clock. Which I, which is kind of not interesting, but I did. I like that you installed a clock because I have clocks in my apartment, but I just like hung them up. Oh, that's I'm what I call. You like have a hole in. You, you I mean, drilled I... a hole in the wall. He... <laughs> no, no, Ryan. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, tired and disoriented, and then I hear a ticking. And we don't have any clocks in our house that aren't digital <laughs> that they don't tick. But then I'm like, oh right, I have neighbors and they have clocks that tick. Uh, well, actually, I have a digital clock, but I made sure it ticks. Um, there's, so I have a walk-in closet, which is kind of fun, but the, the door to the walk-in closet looks directly at my bed. And the first night I slept with it open and I haven't done that since. So <laughs> you can, you know, Ryan, you're not, you're not alone in that because Kay definitely has make sure that the closet in front of our bed is completely closed. To yeah. It, it, because when all the lights are off, it's just completely black. Like it's you can just, just imagine some, some creepy crawler in there yeah. staring at you at night. So, so there's something, I don't know if it counts as haunting, but, but yep. Um, yeah, do you live at Hill house? I do. How do you know? Um, okay. What else? Well, that's uh, yeah. Oh, and then to add to your do not watch list, Chewy, you can add. Let me open it up. You can add Mr. Right on Netflix. Oh, it's that came out a couple years did, ago, yeah. and it's with. I saw that. I think I watched it with Dad one night, like two or three years ago, on HBO or some movie channel with uh, Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick. Yep, right, that's the one. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was I got okay. <laughs> usually, I will finish a movie because even if it's bad, I feel somehow just I'm disrespecting the art or some mm. BS. But anyway, I did turn this off after about thirty minutes. I could not get through it. Um, it oh got it, it starts off like bad, but passable, and then it just keeps getting worse and to the point. It, I, I got to the knife scene, Sean. If you remember the movie at all, I got to the knife scene. I was like, nope. Mm. Not, not sure if I remember so that. Matt, I don't remember it getting any better, though. Uh, Matt, you can add to your do not watch list this movie, but you can put like an asterisk, get to the knife scene, and then see how you feel. You know? Like, <laughs> okay. like if you're up for a challenge, is what I'm saying. I see. I do like a good challenge <laughs> from time to time. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's all the fire I got to chunk. Okay. That is how it works. That is what you do with fire. You chunk it. <laughs> chunk it. Yep. Uh, to be broadcast to your coworkers in the future at some point. Hey, Ryan's coworkers. I'm Matt Chewy. Sorry, <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't in the episode that he played, um, but he probably did that on purpose. Right. At any rate, if you're actually, I couldn't remember one. who was in that episode. I mean, I remember I was in it, but well, that's good. At least, well, actually, probably not. No. That if was I was going to show it to my coworkers, I'd probably pick an episode I wasn't in. Yeah, I realized that after the fact, and then it was too late. As plausible deniability that way. Exactly. Like, oh, no, normally it's not nearly this awful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sean, it's your turn, I believe? Yeah. Yes. Sure, yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot, so we'll get to it. But uh, I also played the 7 demo. Um but uh, I have mainly two announcements, more than actual like things. You're pregnant. One, sorry. Last, what's up? You're getting married. You're pregnant. No, they're not that. They're not like real enough. I mean, they're announcements. You're dying. So, announcements not the right word, but I don't know what other thing to say. You're dying. You have brain cancer. <laughs> oh, you broke your neck. Let's just keep guessing and never let Sean. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Keep going. Um, kill someone. All right, continue. <laughs> I mean, do some of these things may be true. It just isn't the things I was going to say. Right? <laughs> oh boy, intrigue. An announcement is that you murder someone. Like <laughs> everyone, everyone, gather around. I have something. It's like a murder reveal party. Who did gather I around my closet to see what's inside? <laughs> That's why Ryan and keeps it closed. Um. What were the things I was going to announce? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> actually, so actually, last week, I actually mentioned this at the end of our episode, but I didn't have the details because the uh, it, the content was not released. But as of now, it is released. So, um, I partook in a table read of the leaked Episode 9 Colin Trevorrow script, the one that was not actually made, but, you know, the one that was leaked days later or weeks later or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, I particip- participated in a table read with friends of mine on the podcast that I've mentioned um, on this time, on this, you know, mentioned many times, Marvel Star Wars Explorers. So if you were interested in reading that, or even if you weren't interested in reading it, but like, I'm not going to read that whole script. I don't have the time. I don't want to download it. But maybe you just want to listen to what it would have been like. You could go and listen to that movie. And it's just like watching a movie. Oh. Listening to six random guys <laughs> play all the parts from of all their favorite Star Wars characters. Um, Do you play Ray? Yeah, I was going to ask. I yeah. want to know who you played. Yeah, so I actually didn't play anyone. <laughs> so this announcement gets better and better. No, I actually played like a couple, an alien and a couple of Imperial officers. I actually did all the the action and description. Oh, okay. So, so I was like, you actually will hear me about seven times more than anyone else during the table read because I'm reading all the action description lines. Do you make lightsaber um, sounds? No, unfortunately. I should have done that. We had someone, uh, my friend Sam, he does a good Chewy, so he did the Chewy sounds. And then another guy, Cam, another friend of mine, he did the R2-D2 beeping. And But uh, we didn't do any lightsaber sound effects. Anyways, uh, if you're interested to know what that thing is all about, and you were someone who would never read the script yourself, but maybe you'd listen to a podcast of it, go tune into that. It's actually pretty fun. I'm exactly and that person. There you go. You've described exactly uh, me. The movie is by no means amazing, but I think I like it more than what we got. But um, 
well, you guys can decide for yourself if you go listen. Anyways, uh, so there's that. And then another announcement, which is pretty awesome. So last year when I was out in Arkansas making a movie, that movie has now been um, accepted. That's not the right word. It is now, it's it's going to be in Tribeca. It's in Tribeca. It's premiering at Tribeca Film Festival. Wow. Congratulations. So That's amazing. If you, yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you're going to be in New York in April, I don't remember the exact dates. I won't see we have, As I'm sure we all will. Um, then um, check it out. The name of the movie is called 12 Hour Shift. Um, directed and written by Bria Grant. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Exciting. So I'm going to have my big screen debut um, because I am an extra in the movie. Oh, cool. So I will be... Although they maybe cut my, I don't know, maybe I haven't actually seen the final cut, so maybe my scene's cut. But but if not, then I'll have my big screen debut, and you could go see I'm me. Add you to the, Sean, you are uh, you are on the up and I'm up. I'm going to add you to the IMDb yep. for it right now. <laughs> don't do that, actually. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's cool. That's all I got, but those are fun things. So check that out. Check those out. And, and hopefully 12-hour shift. Um, in the coming months will be more in potentially other festivals and or other you know um, venues um, potentially more local so that you could watch it without going to new york so cool good um but oh my god you're on the page that chunk Sean. fire am i you were added, added oh, as added second me. assistant there director there you go. yeah there you go they don't have me as the extra because i am a no. named extra Okay. Didn't make that cut. Um, <laughs> maybe they cut me then. Maybe I shouldn't have been yelling every time they said action. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, were you, were you uh, directing this? Uh, and action, and I, I was just supposed to stand there silently, but I was taking some artistic, making some, you know, choices. I thought they were good, and I just start yelling. You were having night, uh, night terrors. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't asleep either. It was a waking nightmare. Um. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, there he goes. That's some good chunk firing. Um, the flames rage on. on. Yes. But on to more um, exciting things, I guess. I don't know. On to other things, in any case. Uh, and that other thing is Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. The Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Um, so, <laughs> spoilers for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> Moving ahead. It's a movie. Um, but, uh... Matt, you want to, you know, want to give us the lowdown? Want to give us the speedy run through? I'm trying to make speed puns, but they're stupid. So just tell us what happened in this movie. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll follow. I'll follow my rainbow. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's whatever. <laughs> All right. Sonic that. No good. There. See, is that is that work? Uh, I guess, but it hurt my feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Sonic the Hedgehog. So. um... <laughs> So the movie opens in San Francisco with a big chase between Sonic and Dr. Uh, Robotnik and or Dr. Eggman, and it freeze frames, and Sonic says, you're probably wondering how I got into this situation. <laughs> so we go to the flashback. Good good framing device. Good. Excellent. Good framing device. <laughs> and we see baby Sonic. Thanks, thanks uh, Mandalorian. And yeah. um, <laughs> baby Sonic is running all... A little bit. <laughs> Um, so baby Sonic is running all over, uh, what looks like Green Hill Zone, but it's just, uh, the island that he came from, but it's Green Hill Zone. 
And then, um, so he's running around and it, and, and it's playing the music from Sonic Mania. And that's pretty cool. That, that, you know, that gave me the happy chemicals in my brain. Uh, cause I recognized it. And then, um, and then, uh, so he's running around and he's just running around. And then, um, uh, uh, <laughs> so you, Knuckles, that's the end. That you summarize <laughs> that's the movie. uh, Knuckles and his family, or I presume, wait, what? I presume that Knuckles is in there. A tribe of echidna shows oh, yeah, up. Yeah, they're echidnas. A, a tri- an echidna tribe shows up, and I'm just going to go ahead and assume that they were echidnas. I thought they were just weirdo aliens. <laughs> Sean, no, they're definitely echidna Sean, cartoons. I, you did not give this movie the attention it deserved. Clearly, they are very clearly echidnas. They, 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 uh, a I, tribe of echidnas shows up, and one of them murders Sonic's mom. Owls of Google, and, and I am going to assume that that the Knuckles. one who murdered Sonic's mom was Knuckles. I just chosen. That's my head cannon. Um, and Sonic's mom is an owl. Owl for some reason. <laughs> And so Sonic's mother, the owl, Mother Owl, gives him a bag of rings and the rings and a map that shows all the all all the different worlds in the universe. And one of them, he has to use the Bifrost. Yes, to get one of them is the is the special stage from Sonic Three. It's the big (laughs) it's the big checkerboard ball, which is I guess a world he could have gone to, but that's an equivalent world to Earth. Yep, it's a big giant round checkerboard ball. but she says, Sonic, you have a gift and they want your gift and you have to st- run forever. You never stop. You gotta, they're gonna chase you forever and never stop. So he uses the ring and the rings in this universe, they teleport you. So just like in the first Sonic game and you jump through the giant ring and it sends you to wacky, ba- wacky, crazy alternate dimension with birds and stuff in the background. It's also from Sonic 3. <sighs> yeah. Actually, yeah. All the classic Sonic games do that. <laughs> but then, um, he goes to Earth, so he goes to Earth, and then he grows up, and he's a weird hermit living in a cave, and he goes to Green Hill, Montana, which is just a normal town in Montana that's called Green Hill for some reason, even though they already showed Green Hill Zone. It's very clearly Green Hill Zone. Well, but at any rate, um, they go yeah. to the town, and he's spying on James Marsden, the police officer. I think his name is Tom Wachowski, Wachowski and he names him the Donut Lord. Because he talks to donuts, because he's a cop, so donuts. And then, um, and and then he calls his wife the pretzel lady because she does yoga. So there's a precedent. See, Sonic makes food-based nicknames for humans. See, <laughs> that's canon. And, this you're you're make you're bringing this all fresh back to my mind and it's hitting all my buttons. Yes. It. So he goes <laughs> and he's basically he's basically a weird <laughs> stalker spy pretending that he's family and it gets kind of weird. And then he realizes he's all alone and he plays baseball with himself and throws a fit and for some reason that causes an explosion. And then when the explosion happens, it causes a blackout on the entire. Uh, Pacific Northwest, and then the, the president says, we gotta do something about this, whatever this is, we gotta find out, and then the other army guy's like, you're not thinking what I think you're thinking, and they call up Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey's Dr. <laughs> Robotnik, and he shows up, and he's, boy is he Jim Carrey, he's just, he's just Jim Carreying. I haven't oh. seen a Jim Carrey this Jim Carrey since I, probably Liar Liar. Probably no. uh, maybe maybe Yes Man or yeah, or Bruce I think he's Almighty. More Jim Carrey than Yes Man. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. I would say was the last time we got this level of Jim Carrey going on. So he's Doctor Robotnik, 
and he's pretty eccentric, right? He's pretty eccentric. Um, he makes a joke about being an orphan, and we find out he's an orphan because he's jealous of James Marsden for being breastfed. Um, that's a joke that happens in the movie. That's real. I didn't make that up. Um, so he's crazy. He's kind of find the source of the blackout, and he realizes it's a Sonic, the Hedgehog. It's a Sonic, and Sonic asks James Marsden to hide him, and then through a crazy mix-up, he gets tranquilized, and his rings end up going through another one of his rings, and it ends up in San Francisco somehow. So it's on the big pointy building in San Francisco. I can't remember what it's called, but... Maeve and I are watching That's So Raven right now, which plays place in San Francisco, and during all the little interstitial scenes, they show that pointy building, and I can't remember what it's called, but it makes me think. um, Okay, it's the pointy building in San Francisco. That one. And then, so Sonic's like, oh no, you gotta hide me, or you gotta take me to San Francisco, I need to get my rings back. Because see, what happens is Sonic lost his rings, and it's really important that he gets his rings back. So then they go on a road trip, and the whole time Robotnik's chasing them, and then uh, at some point they stop at a western bar, and they they just, you know, they just hang out there, even though they're being chased by Robotnik and the government, but they just, you know, have fun there, ride a mechanical bull, very typical Sonic the Hedgehog type things, Um, you know, uh, get into a bar fight, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, stuff that you would expect from Sonic the Hedgehog. And then eventually they make it to San Francisco. Um, uh, Sonic gets his rings back only to be cornered by Robotnik after a few skirmishes along the way to San Francisco. And then what happens is that once Robotnik shows up, Sonic has to escape from the city but um anyway so <laughs> so they're running and running and running and and now and now we're all caught up from the beginning and then they're going around the world using these teleport rings and it's really cool it's really nifty it's going around the world seeing pyramids and great wall of china's and all kinds of stuff like that and then they end up back in green hills montana which isn't green hill zone it's green hills montana and then they fight on the street a crazy guy with the chainsaw shows up, and it's funny. Um, and but then it doesn't matter. And then Sonic decides he's gonna beat Eggman. He's Eggman now because he has robots that look like eggs. They're drones. He's gonna beat him by bashing his body into his ship multiple times. See, that's good. See, that's what Sonic does. <laughs> but then James Marsden helps trick him, and he punches Robotnik in the face, and Sonic shoves the robot ship through one of the rings and he ends up on the mushroom planet which sonic hates mushrooms i'm guessing that's a jab at mario i don't know um but then you go so so robotnik ends up in the mushroom planet and then he shaves his head so that he can look more like dr eggman um along the way there's a bunch of jokes about olive garden oh two i feel like there's two but that is more two more than we needed probably yeah and then uh and then and then in the middle and then in the middle of the credits uh oh and then the end james marsden says yeah sonic you can okay we i guess we're friends now you can live in my attic that's fine i'm all right with this situation i would have been all right with it from the beginning personally i don't know but he's okay with it now but then in the middle of the credits a ring opens up and Tails steps out of it, and he's like, "I gotta find Sonic because uh, the thing is gonna the uh, Sonic's I, I gotta the thing is gonna happen, and it's important. So I hope Sonic's here because uh, Sonic." And then he flies away, and that's the movie. There you go. I think I got it all. I think I got all the major stuff. Uh, yeah, every every link in that chain was connected. So. Excellent. Okay, good. I'm 
And my mouth is dry. I need to drink some water. Someone else start talking about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I mean, Matt just laid laid everything bare. I, I don't know what else we have to go on, um, but I guess we'll we'll try to mine something from it. Um, what did what do we think of this movie? Did anyone else besides Chewy see it more than once? No, that's <laughs> um. Are you crazy? Did you not just hear what he said? Uh, all right, let me let me let me let me see if I could start something going here. <laughs> this movie is there intellectually. It I can't emotionally though. <laughs> You can. <laughs> I can. That's a great review. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the end. Uh, this has been after the credits. See, I'm so Yeah, I mean, th- th- this is so. I-, I honestly, it's hard to even really wrap, kind of, and my my thoughts around this but basically it's just a stupid stupid movie with about 60 percent of the film that is only there because it has to be there as a means to the other 40 percent of the film but that 40 percent and that number is negotiable uh with anyone you know your number may vary but that 40 percent was actually legitimately for me very entertaining, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. But it was forty percent of a film. The other sixty percent, it was, it was the opposite of that. Well, it, it was not as enjoyable or as entertaining. Well, yeah, you got to get that runtime to whatever the minimum is. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's my <laughs> broad stroke. What, someone else want to take I a stab at this? I, I mean, I. Overall, I thought it was one of the better video game movies. I guess um, it, it was it was all right for what it was. I feel and a lot of the jokes and human elements of it were you know very played out in any infinite number of other movies and kid family friendly things. But you know, like why why do you feel we always have to? have a human element like with transformers and all these other movies why why do they have to have the humans why can't it just be whatever the ip is why can't it just be sonic on an island i think there's a larger conversation to be had about that but maybe we should save that it's a good question though chris i get what you're saying and i think it's yeah it's a good question but that being said, we have humans in this, so we, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> uh, Ryan, what did you think of this? Um, yeah, I think I overall I did like it. Um, I think there is the parts that I liked, I really liked. Um, I would say like Jim Carrey was probably just overall the highlight. It's good to see him back in in prime form, um, just being awkward and hilarious and just doing his thing whatever wherever it is that jim carrey does jim carrying um i but yeah it was just a totally stupid movie and i could just point out like why did yeah like you're saying matt why did they end up in a saloon like why was a saloon the word saloon ever even in the script at all like why i just don't 
what possessed someone. You know what we need in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> a scene where they go to a saloon. And, and like, people just look at Sonic like, oh, he's just a little kid. Like, wh- what? He is obviously an animated hedgehog. <laughs> How do you not see this animated hedgehog in front of you? Like, I don't know. But some of the things like that in movies like this, you just you just kind of you you laugh about it in the back of your head once, and then you just accept it, and you and otherwise it'll you'll go insane. Um, and but but some of it I thought they were like aware of, or they were probably aware of how a lot of silly slash stupid. Their decisions were, for example, like sending Robotnik to go solve a, bl- a blackout on their on the Western Sea. Like, it was a blackout. Did we get the power back up? Yeah, we can figure it out. No, we need to send <laughs> Doctor Robotnik with his all his arsenal of technology. And that see the way it transacted, it felt like it was trying to be silly. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of I, I was like, okay, I'll swallow that because you're aware of how stupid it is. So I'm okay with that. Um, uh, I, I guess my biggest question is like, you know, if I was, someone said, Hey, we're going to make Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I, okay. I can kind of conceptualize that and put that in my head and say, okay, here's all the little, the check boxes that they're going to have to check. Right. When you do a movie with an established IP like this and like, hey, what is the story going to be like? Okay. Well, there's going to be a conflict with, with his arch villain Robotnik. Okay. But when you start putting it on paper and then it ends up in film, is is this that movie I abstractly pictured in my head? Like, I, I don't think so. I thought there would at least be like a conflict over the Chaos Emeralds or something, and that would be the driving force of the movie. I mean, not that that's super important. They can always do that in sequels. But it just feels like, is really, this is the movie? Like, it was a road trip? Sonic can run from Montana to San Francisco or to the, at least to the West coast in less than I think two seconds when he does it in the movie. Right. If you timed when he does that. Yeah. It's like, so the movie's going to be a road trip with a human. What? Like this, I mean, you don't, do you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if I told yeah. you two years ago that there's going to be a Sonic the Hedgehog movie in which Sonic gets in a motor vehicle with a human being and that human being drives Sonic, you'd think Ryan, <laughs> You're crazy. Or, oh, did Sonic lose his powers so he can't run? Like, I don't, it just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that was, that's the, that's the biggest confusing part about this film. Like, that, that is the, that, that's how the storyline is going to carry itself out. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I think when I, when I mean like intellectually, it, it, like, it does not work for me. I mean those things. And you're right in that the film like knows it's kind of stupid, and and but I, I feel like there's just like there's that's the connective tissue because there's moments that are just like okay, this, but we just got to get to the scene. Trust me, this part's gonna be great, and you're gonna have fun. It's gonna be a great scene. Right. But we just gotta whatever. He just makes a blackout because he runs around a baseball diamond and he gets angry. Like like I don't mean just intellectually. It doesn't make sense. As in like plot A to plot B to point plot C. I just mean like. Just from a basic story standpoint, why is the character acting like this in this scene? Right. Why are these characters reacting like so much of that felt like so silly and and just like dumb? And it it normally I would be much more caught up on that, but the stuff that works for me works on such a I don't know it works well enough for me that for the most part. I don't know if it's my favorite video game movie. I mean, it's not my favorite game movie, but it's it's surprisingly high up there, I think. 
I think Pokemon or uh, Pika Detective Pikachu is a better film, but I might say this: I was more entertained by this hmm. in some ways. Okay. Um, well, then, yeah. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's your What's your overall take? Um. Okay. So, uh, I loved it. Um, but that's mostly the little kid in me talking. Um, I uh, I have I I'm I'm viewing this. My look, my expectations were exceedingly low. Um, so that helps, but I also just, you guys know how much I've grown up loving Sonic, and I just, given that it's Sonic, given that there hasn't, the, the, the IP's kind of become a joke in the last couple decades, and that video game movies are always bad, um, I'm astounded by how good it was. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm happy that for a video game movie to not only not be bad, but actually, like, pretty good like for me that's a that's a huge win because it's sonic it's my video game it's Mm -hmm. mine it's that one sonic was the one that did it so just in that in that sense i'm very i was very happy with what i got um and also like someone was mentioning ticking off all the check marks um it did hit a lot of those check marks for me in a lot of really weird obscure little ways that only like sonic fans are really going to pick up on um but uh but I also feel like all of you guys really hit the nail on the head on the overall sense. Um, Sean, you're uh, emotionally no, but or intellectually no, emotionally yeah. I think that is a good way to put it. Because, yeah, it, it's... I think the word that I was thinking of is a lot of the plot stuff is kind of lazy. Um, mm, I think yeah. that's that's the word that came to mind when you when you guys are expressing your opinion. I think there's a lot of stuff that's lazy and lazy in the sense that it's like well this is very clearly a movie that's aimed for kids and it's you can kind of get lazy with certain kind of those things because you know little kids aren't going to read too much into it there's just enough for for the the millennials like us who grew up with the sega games to be entertained by and then there was also the, the other positives like jim carrey's performance a lot of uh you know i think uh, I think, uh, God, who's the guy who voiced Sonic? Um, Ben Schwartz. From Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah. I think he actually had a great performance too as Sonic. There's a lot to like about the movie, but then there are also some parts where you're kind of just like, eh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ignore that. And then, and then <laughs> c- kind of some of the campier stuff where it's like, like Ryan, you were mentioning where the movie's kind of aware of how stupid this stuff is. I really appreciated that, but I kind of wanted more of it. I kind of wanted the movie yeah. to g- push that that element a little bit farther i think that could have benefited a movie like this especially because sonic has been kind of a kind of a joke franchise for a long time like i feel like this is a time for sonic to poke fun of itself a little bit i think like it would have been called for here and i think it would have made the movie stronger which the movie i already think is pretty strong but you know it's not it's not a home run for me but it is a lot of fun and it was it exceeded my expectations I think is the best way I could put it. <clears throat> That's how I felt about Sonic the Hedgehog. It's good. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I well, let's. So I kind of want to go over some of the, my more negative stuff because I think overall I probably have I'm more excited to talk about the positive stuff or the stuff I liked about it. But I wanted to at least get the, some of the, the issues I had with it out of the sure. way. And I think, Ryan, you mentioned the saloon scene just as a con- concept being just like, what? Why is it? Yeah. 
But I think that to me epitomized my, like that was probably my least favorite part of the whole movie because just as, you know, it doesn't really make much sense why they're there, but then also it just is very, the, the kind of, most lowest common denominator kind of comedy I felt was in that scene where it's just like a montage of them doing stuff that wasn't even really sonic-y. It was just like they're they're square dancing or line dancing. Like why is why are right. Sonic line dancing? That's his on his bucket list. Like it just felt like you're saying to he's so lazy for all of these weird contrivances for a montage scene that really <laughs> no one cares about <laughs> and all to lead up to a you know x-men style quicksilver mm-hmm. freeze frame action scene which in the given the context i thought was like oh this is kind of wasted i don't know it, like i don't care about a bar fight with sonic <laughs> like i don't know it just felt like that whole scene though kind of i get encapsulates my bigger issues with the film as a whole uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, right, sorry, there's I no mean, stakes yeah. in that in that saloon scene, right? Like why yeah. he goes, yeah, the montage he goes through and he's like ordering food and he's line dancing, you're like, "Okay, what are they getting to the fireworks yeah. factory?" Right? Like <laughs> you know, like what is happening? What? Yeah. When are you going to Hot Lava Worlds? <laughs> right, exactly. Like why are we here? I mean, you're you're trying to it's like the film is like saying, hey, audience, let's have some fun. And the audience is like, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't want to. Well, it's just like, yeah, let, or fine, let's have fun. But you, I don't want to have this fun. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like you're on a road trip and your parents are like making you go do this right. thing. You're like, no, I don't want like we're supposed to go to Disneyland. Can we just go to Disneyland? I don't want to be at this, you know, whatever world's tallest thermometer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good analogy for it because that's that's how it feels it's like no but this is a fun thing too you'll like this like no we're not we know what's fun we know what is in sonic and those things are fun and this is not any of those things yeah um and a couple i mean i think a couple jokes sometimes i feel like like for example the olive garden stuff like that's that's a dumb throwaway joke, whatever. I'm not gonna actually hold that against it. I'm just saying that I think a small little opportunity, if they only had the the Olive Garden gift card, it would have been funnier if they didn't have the original setup for it. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't know. I wanted more I wanted, you, I, I, wanted know, more I think Olive if James Marsden Really, I was saying, I was thinking that if James Marsden didn't previously mention he liked Olive Garden, it would have been really funny if just for no reason, out of nowhere, this guy gives him a gift card to the Olive Garden. But I think, like, I feel like some cases of these jokes, that was just one example, but sometimes the jokes and just some of the writing in general was a little, um, it wasn't as refined. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm talking about refined writing in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, but that's what I, I, those moments I think also just kind of uh, it was almost better. It was almost great. It was know. a little rough around the edges. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, and what, that could have gone a long way to Matt what you're saying about just lean. If you're gonna be goofy with it, just go go lean into yeah. it a little bit more. Like if you're gonna yes. do an Olive Garden gift card. Just make it goofy. Don't don't try to set it up. Just make it goofy. Make it that's random. I mean. yeah. And just make the audience go like, what the F? Like, what is, like, what? Okay, that's that's super random. I'll laugh. That's pretty, you know, and just keep doing stuff like that and give the movie its own kind of yeah. uh, personality or flavor by, yeah. you know, 
leaning into. I think that's when it worked best for me. And then also some of the humor, I think it was very, um, like, these, a lot of these jokes aren't going to stand up to time because they were very, like, oh, here's a reference to Fortnite or something. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Or, I mean, uh, everything does that. Avengers uh, did that, so it's not like Like, this. they referenced uh, Fast and the Furious, which... Yeah, you know, like... Which is weird because it wasn't even, like, man, that movie, that has Fast in the title, but the joke wasn't didn't have anything to do with Sonic being fast. <laughs> it had to do with him driving a car. What the heck? <laughs> Yeah, like things like that, where sometimes it's just like they thought A and B equaled C, but it didn't at all. And they were like, it it was like, I think you, it felt like a little bit like someone, there was a translation error or something on a couple of jokes. Yeah, I I don't know. That's a weird analogy, but it does kind of make sense. Yeah, absolutely. It Um, happens a lot in Sonic um, games anyway, because of all the dialogue and translating it from The the Sonic Adventure games, absolutely. Are we still talking about things we didn't like about the movie? Yep. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. If you have anything else, well, yeah, you, I would say, yeah, let's toss out some negatives so that we could just revel in the positives. I have, I have some criticisms that are not really like, I don't know, they're way, they're really fanboy criticisms. But like, I don't know. Should, do you want to hear them? Yes. All right. Here. Th- all right. Well, first of all, just a minor one that's not really anything, but it would have been so easy to play escape from the city over that final button. yeah it, it would have been kinda, so easy what, yeah. for sonic to jump off the building and run down the side of that building and then the doom 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 starts playing okay yeah. that's just a fan thing but i did find it kind of weird the way that sonic as a character is written in this movie um uh, i like i okay i'm gonna i'm going a little ramble here um <laughs> You know, I've been playing Sonic my entire life, since I was four, right? And you turn the game on, you put the Sega tape into the thing, you turn it on, Sega logo, and Sonic Just comes... Just a tape? Yeah, sure, whatever. And then you, <laughs> and then he comes out the logo, and what's he doing? He's smirking at you with that sarcastic yeah. grin, and he's wagging his finger at you. He's going, he's going, you ain't good enough for this. He's going, <laughs> I'm, I'm faster than you. He's like, you can't handle this. I right? do what Nintendo. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Sonic, you know, because that was a result of the whole console wars yeah. in the 90s. Sonic was all about attitude, yeah. right? Yep. And I found it very strange that the the whole like conflict of this movie is that Sonic is lonely. <laughs> Actually, I'm really yeah. glad you brought this up. I don't think this is nitpicky at all cuz one of my not complaints, but yeah, nitpicks is that this was like a super nice, naive like I want to rub his belly, Sonic. Like this is not the yeah. Sonic with attitude that that stares. If you leave him alone for more than one second without running around like a madman, he'll look at you like and start tapping his foot and being super impatient. Where is <laughs> right. that Sonic? That's the Sonic I want to see. Now, see, that's a, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, and, and so much of that is a re- is a is a relic of the '90s, right? Like mm-hmm. everything in the '90s, all '90s marketing, especially for towards kids, was all about things being cool and extreme, right? And the Sega Genesis, it was fast, and it was super cool. Well, the most popular boy's haircut in the 90s was spiky hair, right? Like, everything was about being sleek and sharp and fast and edgy, right? And so maybe that's, like, maybe that's a product of its decade, right? But, like, it's something that made, I don't know, for me, in those original games, like, he was just too cool for you, right? You aspired to be him. You're like, man, I want to be like Sonic. And then... If I'm gonna go even further down this this rabbit hole in the second game, right? They introduce Tails, and the whole game Tails is following Sonic. Right? Sonic, you're outrunning Tails the entire game. 
and he can't keep up. Tails keeps getting left behind, and he has to fly back in. He has to keep catching up to Sonic. But then what happens at the end of Sonic 2? Ryan, what happens at the end of Sonic 2? Um, Tails is flying the plane. Yes, he saves Sonic. <laughs> yeah. He saves Sonic, and Sonic learns that he doesn't Unless have he to do everything by animals. himself. That he... Chris, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris, don't shut up. You haven't been talking enough. But no, but you do. It... Anyway. Yeah, I get what you're saying. To me, it's always like, and that was the thing with Tails, is that Tails was the annoying little brother character. He was even the character that you would give to your annoying little sister because your parents said, let your 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 brother or sister have a turn, right? Well, funny you should say second. that because uh, when we played Sonic, I played Tails and Sean played Sonic, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're... And I would, it was only a case of like, oh, Ryan, just like lift me up because Tails could fly, right? right? Mm-hmm. So you were just like, oh, just, just lift me up there. And then you just like ignore your little brother or whoever then you have nothing you have nothing else to yeah. do right but that's yeah. that's also an analogy for the character of tails right he's the annoying little sidekick that sonic doesn't really want to have anything to do with but at the end of the second game he realizes he needs tails he needs his <laughs> friends right yeah. and anyway the reason i bring this all up is because like was there a way to work that into this movie right was there a way to make sonic the give him a little bit more angsty and that his arc is by the end he's much more soft around the edges and that he realizes that there is value in friends and that he shouldn't you know maybe his traumatic childhood has taught him is made him more cynical and he's like i need to run from everything i don't need people i'm hiding from people right i I don't know i like that i like that idea could this have been tweaked could this exact same script have been tweaked so that that was the dynamic instead of him being the annoying little brother to james marston right yeah, I did want the finger wag. I want, I'm like, oh, that would be cool if they did a finger wag. Like, at the very end of the climax, right before he takes down Robotnik, he, like, kind of finger wags at him. Mm-hmm. I would have loved that. At one point, he did do the three fingers. Like, he was like, give me three or something like right. that. And he did, like, the three finger thing. I don't know if that was intentional. But, yeah. Um, a finger wag would have been a nice reference, but it's what yeah. the wag represents. No, you're right. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to for me. <laughs> honestly, honestly, that is, like... I like the movie that they wrote, and I like what we got, but honestly, that, as a son- fan of the Sonic franchise, that is my biggest criticism of this movie, is that they, like, they wrote him weird. And it's because, yeah. I think it's because Sonic has been a lot of different things over the years, but yeah. he's always been kind of cocky. Yeah, you know, that's... He's, yeah, he's always, I was, yeah, he's I always had an a attitude. cocky Sonic, yeah. And it's too and it's too late for that now. And it's even odder that they they introduced they introduced well they introduced Tails for the second movie. It's too late for yeah. them to backtrack and make him be annoyed by Tails. Like Sonic's a nice guy. Yeah. He's been Sonic re- is already more Tails from the games than exactly. Like, so yeah, yeah, that's a good point. No, I I, that, I hadn't thought of it like that, but it yeah, you're absolutely right. He didn't have the attitude that I mean. The, all that being said, that's our own conceived notions of yes. the character coming into it. Um, but I do think it would have been an interesting take if you know uh, if it was more him being a, a loner, surviving on his own, and then being forced to team up with someone. Right. right? Yeah, because because um, when he gets tranquilized and he can't run, and he's like, "Look, I can't do this alone." Right. Yeah. If they had a reason, a legitimate reason that made a plot point sense to going like no yeah. james marsden he, he has to be the one to swallow his pride and be like all right i need this human to help me and then he learns yeah. to not be you know so cocky not be not have such an attitude you know that then 
I don't know. I feel like it'd be a little bit closer to the spirit of what the games were, even though the games are just the loop-de-loop platformer that you just run around in and it's colorful and fast. Like, I don't know. Those are the little details that your childhood imagination feels fills in when you play an old video game like that as a kid. So, And then at the end, when he accepts James Marsden and their friends, and then James Marsden goes to like um, rent a car and he has to give his ID and the the cat the cashier goes, oh, you should go by your um, given name. Miles. Yes. And, <laughs> and then you see two tails stick out of his pants. <laughs> see, but you, you joke. But, oh my god. I would, that would be amazing. That'd be incredible. I'm not even being ironic at all. If that's how the movie ended, like, I would have stood up and clapped. I would have screamed. I would have just, like, started screaming for the rest of the film throughout the entire credits. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Ryan, can you imagine? Uh, what could have been (sighs) at any rate those are those that's basically what my major criticisms amount to other than what you guys have already said there's some weird stretches in the movie there's some weird stretches there's some weird laziness going on yeah conveniences and contrivances but what works for you whatever the stuff that works really works for me so i don't know um so actually you mentioned a lot of the kind of the checkboxy things there was a lot of stuff that like it was like, yeah, this is what I want from a video game movie. The the small little references and nods, like just him bouncing on a spring when he goes back into his little hideout, mm-hmm. and like the little um, little uh, jingle of Green Hill Zone at the very end of the movie yeah. when he's with James Marsden like, and why, like, like, oh yes, this is what I want I my, from my video game movie, like a uh, Sonic. Rescues that turtle from being run over by a car. He saves yes. an animal. Sonic saves animals. Yes, all those things. So those things I actually liked. And I, I would have been fine with more of those elements. Um, because they were fun nods, but they weren't so obnoxious, at least in my mind, that they like were forced or anything. Um, but there's about a solid 40-minute f- chunk, kind of near the middle to second half of the film, that I thought was like... I... So far, I've not been as entertained in a movie theater this year. Not that it's the same much. It's only been two <laughs> months. But, but like, basically, the car chase scene when all the robots are attacking and there's the different versions of the robots and they get smaller or yeah. whatever. And, like, Sonic has to drive for a second or something. There were, like, four or five lines in a row where I was laughing out loud in the theater. Ryan and, and, Ryan and I were, too, and we were... <laughs> You know, we were talking about it, and that's another one of those things where it's a fun scene on its own, but if you're familiar with the games, what happens when you yeah. beat Robotnik at the end of the zone, right? Yeah, His, exactly. his little yeah. ship comes out of the bigger robot yeah. and flies away, yeah. right? So they beat the big robot, another one comes out. They beat that one, another he, one comes out. Yeah. Yeah, like, But he's just like, when, like, what do I do? He's like, I suggest tucking your head and rolling into a ball yeah. and attacking him. <laughs> or then he's like, he's like, when did you learn how to drive? I'm doing it now. Um, but then it goes from that scene into the the crazy Jim Carrey sequence, which those were the best Jim Carrey moments for me, where he's like analyzing something, I think, mm-hmm. in his lab, and he's like dancing, and it's just like so weird, and his weird little assistant is there with a, a cappuccino the la- or something. The latte. Like, the latte, like that whole sequence, yeah. and then there's parts, you know, that that was just like, this is... Lovely. This is like the beautiful Sonic movie that I didn't even know I wanted, and it's fantastic. Yeah. 
All, yeah, all that stuff worked worked for me too. I was just it was just a joy. I was just having a great old time during all that stuff. Um, and then even the stuff at the end, uh, there was moments too that worked. Like even him knocking out Robotnik with the spin dash. It's like the um, uh, it's not the spin dash. What's the name of this attack called? The uh, he just he just jumps and hits him with his body. Yeah, with his homing his homing attack oh, yeah. in the Sonic Adventure games. There's, isn't there a name for that? But I don't know. Anyways, taking out Robotnik that way, or like, uh, what was the whole deal with like his the James Marsden's sister in law? For some reason, she hated him. I don't know. Which is fine, like just a weird thing. But just like when they're she's tied up and like her daughter's just like running around, he's like, "Can you just put on a Fitbit at least? I'll get some steps." Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like those lines actually like caught me off guard, yeah. and I actually laughed. Yeah, a there were some really clever jokes in there, and that that scene was funny because that was a legitimately funny line. But then the kid is running around. Yelling, gotta yeah. go fast. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> it's like, there's enough going on in this scene that's, okay, cool, fan service and actual funny joke that isn't fan service. Like, there yeah. was a lot of mo- moments where where it was back and forth and the movie was firing all cylinders. I wish there was more of that, a little bit more of that. Yeah, yeah I wanted more of that level, that kind of style and tone where it was just like, every line felt like almost a little bit like spur of the moment, just like wacky off the wall and it was kind of... It was really more fun, fast paced, as opposed to the other, like I said, the kind of saloon scene, which felt more mechanized in my yeah. mind. Like it just felt like, yeah, this, this is not as true. So what you're saying is, it's got to go fast. Yes, that's what I. Oh, yes, we we. It's our motto. Um, well, in the sequel, they can bring that joke back when Sonic wears a Fitbit, and then he like two seconds later, and then she has like one billion steps <laughs> yes. and gives it back to her. Yeah, I can't wait for that that callback to that. That'll be good. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, also, when he walks in with the unconscious Sonic to the house, and then the wife faints or whatever, it was whatever that. But I was like, "What a wife!" I would You would just think it's a giant stuffed animal if someone walked into your house with that in your. <laughs> no, you'd think it's a like, little child. <laughs> yeah, I guess. A dead child that you yes. brought to a bar. Why have you killed this blue child? <laughs> Um, oh um, yeah, the, the, you mentioned the thing about like the Eggman devices always kind of achieving the smaller version of it. I, I, I like that callback. I, I was hoping at the end of the film where he's in his like ship because that was essentially his little flying ship that he's always in, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which was great. Yeah, yeah. But I would have loved if he was in first a larger contraption and then Sonic defeats that and then he's in the smaller one. I mean, you can't have everything, right? But it would have been no. funny if he was just. I think it also would have just been hilarious because the first, I think the very first version of Robotnik you fight, he just has the, the, the battering, not the battering ram, but the ball on the chain. The, yeah. Yeah. And I would have just thought, like, wait, you have all these crazy lasers and missiles, but this is the thing you thought to come up with this time to fight Sonic <laughs> is just to put a ball on a chain and swing it around. <laughs> I thought that would have been so hilarious. And then, like, Sonic, like, easily defeats it, but then he actually has to fight the, the missile ship or whatever. Right. I think we'll see that. I think that will. I think I. Well, you know, I, 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 I've mentioned this in past episodes, but I've had a lot my entire life to dwell on what a Sonic the Hedgehog movie might look like if it ever happened, and I was surprised by how many little things that this movie actually did get right. But there's a lot of stuff that we mentioned earlier, like no mention of the Chaos Emeralds, mm-hmm. no, 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 nothing like the larger Robotnik mechs showing up, um, more fantasy worlds. But I also think. I, 
I think the reason why I would want to would I my imagined my ideal Sonic movie with all that stuff is because I didn't think that I thought that if a Sonic movie were to ever get made, it would probably never get a sequel. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, this movie is making a good amount of money. Yeah. Over two hundred million. Yeah, so, so it's probably going to get a sequel at this point. And and I gotta say, I'm actually pretty excited. And too. and if it if it does, I'm actually glad that they restrained themselves for this first one because that now that means that there's places to go and and yeah. bigger things to do that are still from the games. They didn't they didn't use up everything in the first yeah. in the first movie. That sequence when at the, near the end when they're teleporting around the world, I thought that was a lot of fun too. Oh, yeah. I wanted them to do more though. I wanted them to teleport. He like teleport to the uh, Himalayas and he just like jumps on a random snowboard and just like snowboard. Like yeah. that would have yeah. been like another like obviously fan you know fun game, but also just like really funny and that style of humor that's just like what? Why is this happening? Exactly. It's, but it, yeah. I don't know. It works. Um, I wanted more of that stuff, but that was great. Um, uh, well. We, you mentioned, or I don't know who mentioned, I guess we all did, that ultimately this is kind of a kid's movie. But you know what's strange? That it's a kid's movie and there's no kids in this movie. I mean, there is as extras or there's a little daughter. Yeah. But, like, if you're making a kid's movie, wouldn't you pair Sonic up with a kid? Hmm. Well, that is the well, more logical thing. Like an E.T. thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's my, here's my and, and Chris touched on this earlier about why we have to have human characters in this. But I think that this movie... Kids are human. This movie borrowed a lot from a lot of concepts from um, from the Sonic X anime, which itself is it references the Sonic Adventure games. But mm. Sonic X starts with Sonic accidentally going through a, dim- a dimensional portal and ending up on Earth. And instead of being taken in by a police officer, he, d- he gets taken in by this little uh, kid who is a rich kid and he lives in a mansion. So Sonic and Tails and Knuckles and all those characters end up in Earth and this little rich kid has all these extra rooms in his mansion. So he's able to like let Sonic and his friends live in his mansion without anyone else noticing that they're there. So, but the thing is the Sonic fandom pretty uni- much universally hates that character. Um, he's he's uh. basically a mix of Sora from Kingdom Hearts and Ash from Pokemon. He's more Ash from Pokemon. Um, Hmm. But uh I can't remember. I think his name is Chris Thorndike. But um but uh <laughs> but uh anyway, I kind of but that whole concept and the setup feels very much like the setup for this movie. Um which is why I, I'm glad that they picked and choose little ideas from lots of different Sonic stuff. But you know, in a way Sonic is a kid. He's basically a little kid. Yeah, in this movie he is. Yeah. He's more so I guess that's it is that he's the kid in this movie. <clears throat> mhm. And uh, it kind of has this weird, like, I don't know, this, like, weird father-son dynamic between, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this yeah, weird kind of, yeah. like, uh, not, like, you could see this being a movie about, like, a deadbeat dad and his son. Like, you could, like, <laughs> ignore all the Robotnik stuff. Yeah. But, like, you know, just the whole road trip angle, like, oh, I'm stuck with my kid, or I'm stuck with this weird alien hedgehog, like... And he's like hyperactive, and I don't know, and I I don't know how to relate to it. It kind of had that vibe to it at times, which was yeah. strange. But I, I think that's probably why, because in a movie like that, that would be the kid character, right? And the adult character yeah. would be the dad. And if you're a parent and you bring your kid to this movie, the parents going to relate to the parents. The kids are going to relate to the kids. I think that's why it works in this movie that they don't. There doesn't need to be any children characters. That it's not. Well, you know what's actually interesting? I was thinking about this too when I think. 
well, when you were both talking about the idea that Sonic didn't really have the same attitude, but also, which was kind of weird with his character, is that he's supposed to be an alien, so he doesn't really know about the world, but he does yeah. in a lot of ways, right? Like, he's doing the floss dance and, like, all these things, and he's... He, even more so, now that you say that, it's very much a kid. A kid doesn't know about the world, but they know very specific things about their environment. And that's, yeah, you're absolutely right. He is just a kid. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it works. Good. I think that's why, it, yeah, I figured it out. There you go, Sean. You answer, definitive answer to one of my open-ended, dumb, pretentious questions. I will not allow it. Um, <laughs> next dumb, pretentious question. I'm ready. Um, Bring it on. Well, this one's less dumb pretentious, but so we got to at least broach the subject of the whole redesign. I don't know exactly what to talk about here, but at the very least, I don't know. It it's a better movie because of it, right? Well, that's interesting because that original design was so bad. Was this was this movie good enough to let to not let that ruin it? Would it then have been the same movie? Like, it's hard for me to imagine this movie with Sonic, who we just, you know, is kind of a childlike, more soft version of Sonic, being a weird mutant thing that you don't want to. Well, there's a touch. There's a lot of dialogue, a lot of Sonic's dialogue. He'll say something snarky or funny or goofy, and then just kind of like mug at the camera for a second or mug at 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 uh other guy cop guy and and it's God like Lord. like it's almost like he's pausing for for laughter that donut lord's never going to give him right and, yeah. and, but sonic is cute in this and you go oh that little scamp you know but if he looked <laughs> awful you'd be like stop it <laughs> shut up shut up shut up sonic right? if he's not if he's not visually likable then you're not going to find his yeah. shtick funny right so yeah. i, I and that's why I asked, is this movie good enough to have an awful looking Sonic? No, I don't think it is. I don't know. I, I don't think, I think it would the design yeah. is important. I think he needs to be cute. He needs to be likable visually. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's weird because there's a lot of conversation leading into this movie that, like, you know, people were saying fixing his design is not going to fix all the other problems this movie probably has. But in a weird way kind of did yeah i don't know if it fixed them but, but it definitely made them better right yeah yeah exactly it's it's very strange it's actually like in hindsight yeah. it actually like yeah maybe that was really like i mean yeah i mean i have such strong mixed feelings because as like i i hated the idea of the redesign and the way they went about redesigning after the trailer and stuff but i can't deny that i enjoyed what i watched and that there was a visual element to that, and it was with the main character. Like, like I don't know. Well, I guess the next question is, do you think this film would have done as well without all of the, you know, well, controversy, quote-unquote? I maintain that, I maintain my original tinfoil hat theory that after Pikachu came out and they saw how much money it made in the same time of year, they went, crap, we should be releasing this in February. And then when the outcry happened, that was the excuse they needed. I think... I honestly think that was what happened, and it worked out because they released it in February, there wasn't a lot of competition, and it was just good enough to be like, oh, what are we going to see? Well, there's nothing else to see in theaters. Sonic, oh, I've heard that's kind of funny, right? Like, it was the perfect star for this movie to make a lot of money, so it worked. I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's it's weird. It's, yeah. it's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I answered it. Yeah. I mean, do you think the film did better because of the controversy? I I don't know if it's due to the con. I think the timing, like you said, is probably a good portion of it. But I don't know. I I think a big portion of the buzz of this film was due to all the uh, I don't know the headline stuff. Well, last year I think last year. I think a lot of it was, but I also think that if you're a parent and it's February and you need to put your kid in the minivan and go take him to the movies because they're just annoying you, and you see a movie that has a CGI cartoon character in it, and you've vaguely heard of Sonic the Hedgehog, I don't think to that audience it's going to matter what he looks like. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. It's a little bit of both for me. So it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to gauge how much it really mattered. I think, I think honestly, its success is more attributed to, um, to the month of February. I honestly think the redesign was just an excuse to say, oh, you know, well, people want it anyway and we wanted to move the movie anyway. So I, I think the calendar date is the main reason for its financial success. But, you know, that's just me. I don't know, Ryan, what do you think? Um, I think I will be more convinced of anything once I see the Blu-ray with the special edition that has the full movie with the old version of the Sonic. Right? Because that has to exist. Well, it's interesting because we were talking about whether it ever existed or not, right? Right. But I I was reading, uh, um, I was reading uh, headlines, articles about how um, the company that made all the toys is in trouble now because this movie is a bigger hit than they anticipated, but all the toys that they made were the old design. So now they don't, now they, now they can't get enough merchandise out that has the new updated design. I'm like Sonic toys have existed for 30 years. Just sell. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you need to have movie specific tie-ins, but, um, just, you know, just pull out a bunch of old stuff. You haven't sold yet, but, but still, I mean, to me that, that signals pretty strongly that the, the conspiracy was just a conspiracy that they did actually they were very far into a version of this movie that had the awful terrible mutant looking sonic in it yeah but uh i still want to watch it though that's, that's i do I, yeah i do i do still want to watch it um it'd be like watching cats honestly yeah yeah that'd be that'd, that'd be a good double feature and i would watch cats because as evidenced by the fact that I did. That we have watched Cats. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a yeah. double... We would all theoretically watch Cats. Because we did. Um, actually, you know, just like in games, if you guys have played games where, like, you get a new character swap, you know, like, oh, you unlock this new character skin, or you could play through the game as this character now, whatever, yeah. right? Generally speaking, that's actually, you know, it's pretty easy for game programming mm. to do. Right. Just, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I... At now that they have this technology as far as it is, it, you know, films obviously are different and the way they're made is different and all that stuff. But, I mean, once you have both looks and both sets of animations and stuff, like, how hard would it be for them to just, like, so, like yeah. oh, which version of Sonic do you want to watch? you want to watch <laughs> Mutant Horror Sonic or Fun Cuddly right, Sonic? Right, as like, long as the dimensions are essentially equivalent, yeah. then... Yeah. The wire the wireframe model's the same. Right. Just put it. Yeah. You know, this is a little off topic, but there's, there's a one, on Game Grumps, one of the Sonic games they were playing. They were just talking about how funny would it be if like you're just playing Sonic Adventure and it was just like a real hedgehog. So like <laughs> later on, someone modded Sonic Generations on Steam, the City Escape level, and you can just play as a real hedgehog. 
<laughs> so I want somebody to mod Terror Terror Nightmare Sonic <laughs> so that I can play as Enjoy. him in the video games. That's what Ooh. I want to see. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to be rolling around at the speed of fear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror and fun platforming action game. Um Well, I have one final dumb stupid question. Sure. Um uh, so the Tails thing was actually, I don't want to say surprise because I think that's far too strong a word for it, <laughs> but I was not, I did not, even though it took me, I think a couple weeks after the film came out to see it, that wasn't spoiled for mm-hmm. me. So I'm like, oh, okay. That's all right. kind of, that's kind of cool. Unexpected. But then it just made me think like, why, why do I think it's cool? I, it's, it's Tails for like five seconds. Yeah. And this is a bigger picture or a bigger question for all like those like end movie tags and all that stuff. So it's not just Sonic, but it's, I think, you know, a point of question. Like, why do we like, why is, why, why do we eat that up? I don't like, I could go look at a picture of Sonic right or of Tails right now. I can see Tails whenever I want. Why are you seeing him <laughs> on that stupid, like, that somehow, like, whoa, it's Tails, everyone. You guys know who Tails is? Oh my God, it's going to be Tails. Like, I, yeah, I could. We all know who Tails is. Why? Is well, that I don't think I have excited, quite that but... reaction to you. Although I do think it's hilarious the way you phrase that. Like, I can see Tails whenever I want. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not special, movie. Yeah. I have the ability. But it's true. Like, what? Like, what is that thing in us that, like, oh my god, they're going to do the Tails arc? <laughs> <laughs> the Tails. Arc. Okay. Let, let, let me let me just let me just muse here. Probably a little bit more seriously than this deserves. I think probably you're at the end of a Sonic movie. As a Sonic fan, you're wondering, what are they going to include? What are they going to leave out? And by the end of the movie, you've made peace. Like, okay, they've done this, 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 and this. Having something like that goes tells the audience, hey, we didn't forget about this other thing from the the, the fandom. This, we, this is still on our radar. We didn't forget. And if we get to make a sequel there'll be more Sonic-y stuff in the future. I think that's what the appeal is, right? I think that's it is with all fandom things because, you know, the end credits singer is now a thing, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, it's like showing something that's familiar isn't, isn't just, it isn't that it's just like something familiar that we recognize. It's the, it's the writers acknowledging, yeah, we know this is the thing you like and we didn't have time to put it this time, but we haven't forgotten. We're going to do it next time, right? Like it, look, there's yeah. still more stuff to explore, there's still more ground to cover in the story. Don't don't worry. We haven't we haven't forgotten, and we'll do it. We'll we'll get to it. So I think I think in a realistic sense, I think that's what the appeal is. Like, you know, after you've you've gone through the whole movie and go like, okay, well they're not going to do tails. They're not going to have knuckles. They're not going to have chaos emeralds. It's nice to get a little tease going. Oh, okay. Well, they still care about that. You know. I'm sorry. That's probably more serious of an answer that you were looking for. Now that I'm thinking. no, I wanted. I sincerely want. We're curious. But like since you brought the topic up, I didn't have quite the same exact reaction because, and I'm gonna. I mean, my exact reaction was a little exaggerated. No, but. no, no, no. But I want to mean is that it didn't quite hit as hard for me because for me, one of the more interesting parts of the movie was the opening when we got to see sonic's worlds mm, we got to yeah. see the green hill zone islands we got to see the the echidna tribe i'm yeah. like oh, okay we already that we was, already know I, I wanted more of that too see the thing is i would have loved if to the, see yeah I, I would have but if that if the movie hadn't opened with that and sonic just like crawled out of a dimension and ended up on earth and they hadn't shown us cartoon land right tails showing up at the end would have been a much bigger reveal 
But because the movie reveals at the very beginning that, yeah, Knuckles probably exists, the video gaming worlds exist, all of that stuff exists, the the fact that Tails showed up wasn't a surprise. In fact, I was kind of expecting it. I'm like, yeah, I believe Tails does exist in this world already because you've already shown me that Knuckles probably does too. So, like, it wasn't... I believe, I believe. It wasn't like a... It didn't hit as hard because, because they already established lore at the beginning that they didn't dive into. Yeah. So, it was expected that there would be... That you know, sense. so I see. I know I see what yeah. you're saying, but again, again, too, too way too serious of a take for <laughs> what it is we're talking about right now. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a funny thing because I, I, it's also interesting that in kind of going off your last point because let's say the entire film was a different story, and let's say Tails was in this film entirely, mm-hmm. right? Then obviously it's like, well, yeah, I had t- Tails was here the whole time. Like, I guess what I'm saying is like, it is very context based. Because I guess let's put it this way: let's say there was no rings mm-hmm. in this movie, but then at the end, the tag was like, he reveals a ring that he had in his pocket the whole time, and we're like, oh, it's a ring! Like from the games, he has rings. Right. But but in the film we saw, they're just part of it, so we don't. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it is such a weird thing. The context of what we're watching makes us excited for what we didn't see even though it's something that we tails is in a lot of the animated like we could go see v- tons of versions of tails interacting with sonic in on, on screen if we want mm-hmm. it, it, i don't know it's just a weird yeah, dumb it, question it, i think yeah. i mean I, I i don't think it hit me i i was just, i was my reaction was like okay like <laughs> guys you did not react to pro this was mind-blowing all right well anyway I think okay. So for one, it's cool because we get to see a, a, a character we're familiar with and love realized in in movie form. But the reason I don't think it's quite as big of an impact is that in movie form, he's a three D animated creature, which he's already been done yeah. in video games. And honestly, he looks pretty much the exact same. Now it's important yeah. that he's a character that's being revealed rather than an item, right? Because we gravitate towards characters. We don't really care about rings or. Yeah whatever's like just like in the marvels they revealed characters and we care mm-hmm. we yeah. care about these characters because we've seen them in the comics and like oh wait that's who they cast to be this guy i want to see how he fits into the suit how does he, this actor look when he you know what i mean whereas yeah. tails is he's just a glob of animation so <laughs> i don't know i mean like you said i can go see yeah, that anytime true. i want i can go the one counterpoint is everyone's favorite end credit scene of the um, the briefcase at the end of Age of Apocalypse. Um, I don't even I remember was, that. I, exactly. Why? Wait, why? Why? Why did you bring that up into this? I was just reinforcing Ryan's point uh, that item. No one cares about. Yeah, items. that's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, yeah. now I'm actually kind of curious. What, uh, what briefcase? Age of uh, what? Uh, At the end of Age of Apocalypse, there's a post credits or mid credits or whatever scene where there's a briefcase that's supposed to hint at the at Mister Sinister. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's sort of familiar. But all it is is just like a briefcase, and it has someone's initials on it or something. Remember, remember right? all that Mister Sinister that was in Dark Phoenix. <laughs> that was good. That was um uh, January Jones. No, wait, no, uh, yeah, no. Emma Frost. Uh who am I thinking of? Remember when Sonic the Hedgehog had a scene that was exactly <laughs> like in Days of Future Past? There here <laughs> yes. I, I connected it back. There you go. There let's you talk go. about Where let's go back to it, Sonic. <laughs> Full circle. At any rate. Um but for real though, I don't have that much else to say. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think yeah. I <laughs> 
I mean, I like. We... What can I say? I liked it. I'm a Sonic fan. It didn't disappoint me. It could have been better, but it didn't disappoint me. And for, as far as yes. I'm concerned, that's a win. <laughs> I like. Well, how not the, not to rank them all, but how does it? Is it your favorite video game movie? Do you think it is a video game movie that is good? Whatever I think means. it is a video game movie that is good. I think it's just under Detective Pikachu for me. I think yeah. a lot of it elevated the fact that I'm a much bigger Sonic fan than I am a Pokemon fan. But I think mm-hmm. I think Pikachu was a slightly better movie. If I'm talking as a movie critic, I think Pikachu was a slightly better movie. I put, put it around there somewhere. Um, yeah. I think those, honestly, I think Sonic and Detective Pikachu are the only two video game movies I've seen that I can consider good. I mean, I, I, yeah, maybe I maybe Mortal Kombat. I, I maybe, still like Mortal Kombat. M- maybe Mortal Kombat, but again, that's a very go back and rewatch that. That movie's really nineties. Yeah, I have a feeling yeah. if I go back and watch it now, I'd be like, oh wait, never mind. I'd be curious to see your pr- present day take on Mortal Kombat. We should watch that. Let's get together and watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that. It's been a while for me too. All right, we'll have a uh, podcast viewing episode of Mortal Kombat. Everyone, stay tuned for that episode. <laughs> Okay. Um. <laughs> I guess that's the thing we're doing. I mean, we're, we are yeah. in the slow part of the year, and we did mention how between now and summer, there's not a ton of stuff happening cinema-wise. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you guys can come and check out my new apartment. It would apartment. be fun, actually. Okay. Oh, no, we, should, we should all come to your new apartment. It would be fun to do Mortal Kombat and the Mario Brothers, because it's only appropriate. Oh, man, what a sexy um, DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Also, you were mentioning the mushroom thing. I I was actually more expecting a Mario reference than Tails to show up at the end because of so much. They he kept saying Mushroom World. He kept yeah. He would not it. shut up about the Mushroom World. I, yeah. I didn't get that. I, I was like, I mean, is he alluding to something like we, here? T- I yeah, I didn't understand. To be fair, there um, had been about two or three mushroom themed levels in the Sonic franchise. I assumed it was the le- the first level from Sonic and There's, Knuckles. That's so. Mushroom Hill Zone. There's Mushroom yeah, Valley yeah. from Sonic Adventure Two. Sonic and Sonic Heroes has a mushroom level. There's lots of mushroom levels. I but... mean, are the are the mushroom levels like famously hated by Sonic fans? No, they aren't though. That's yeah, so that's thing. what I don't get. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. if that was like an inside joke, I was like, I don't. I remember liking the mushroom levels. Yeah, I, I mean, the one from Sonic and Knuckles is one of the standout yeah. levels from that game. I with all the leaves that fall and stuff. It's very beautiful. I don't. What's better, the Sonic, the mushroom levels in Sonic or in Mario? Uh, are there any levels in Mario that aren't mushroom levels? Yeah, but, well, no, I mean, like, like there are levels that are literally you're walking, you're jumping on top of giant mushrooms. Right. Son, son, Remember? Son, They're the son, Sonic. Sorry. Yeah, you're probably right. All right. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, any final thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog or the Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie? It's not. There's no the movie in this movie, is it? It's just called Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know. I hope I'm. I I was pleasantly surprised. I hope we get a sequel. I hope we get a sequel too. Yeah, we could do a lot more in it. All right. Then he could maybe he'll be older, a little bit more snarky. He could wag his finger at us, and we're we'll all have a good Sonic time. can find out what happens when he collects all the emeralds, and we oh, can find out what happens yeah. when Robotnik collects all the emeralds. I actually I like. I was wanting Super Sonic, but now that I think there's going to be a sequel, I'm they glad we didn't yeah. get the yeah. Super Sonic. Yeah, because that's going to be freaking sweet. Yes. Yeah. Space. Give me space. Give me look. Give me the Death Egg, but put. <laughs> 
put it. Put I don't it, know. No, you're, no, you're, no, no, no. Get, you're, get, don't go too crazy because then you start getting into shadow give territory. Me, give me the death yeah. egg. No, the death egg was in Sonic 2 and 3 before Shadow was even a concept. Oh, okay. Okay. Give you're me right. the death egg Mechasonic. with, with yeah, Mechasonic. Give me the death egg with Robotnik's face on it, but it's Jim Carrey Robotnik face <laughs> on the oh, side of it man. in space orbiting You got me Earth. excited That's, about this right? reality right. Giant, you could be a, living in. Giant Death Star with a big mechanical Jim Carrey face on it. That is what we have to look forward to, potentially, in a what sequel. A, what a bright future we have. I know. All right, well, that's all I got. Um, that's good. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, well, um, we clearly had a lot to say about Sonic, and I'm glad we finally did. Um, I feel like we... What did you guys think I, about Sonic? I, I feel like this episode, we would have been doing a disservice if this episode was less than an hour and a half. Yeah. The amount of hype we built up into this episode. Um, yeah, who give us your thoughts on Sonic the Mo- Sonic the Hedgehog? Did you like it? Did you laugh? Did you hate it? Do you know who Sonic the Hedgehog is? Um, if you don't, why did you listen to also us? An, Yeah, also, if you didn't know who Sonic the Hedgehog was before seeing this movie, I would love to hear that take. That would be an interesting... Hey, Martha, let's go see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I assume that's the only person who would that would be true for. Sean, I really enjoyed that, that performance just now. That was an old man. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, that was a good performance. For me. <laughs> I don't know what I accent didn't. that was, but it was great. Uh, old yeah, it was old person uh, accent. Old person Come on. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Well, yeah, email us. Oh, but I guess let's let's real fast check the email. But I don't think we got emails. But everyone email us. Just do it. Who's checking? Are you checking? Am I checking? Yeah, I'm checking. Uh, I'm going to uh, check, too. Well, it's don't stop me! Don't stop me from time. checking the email. This is riveting for the for the listener. So used to saying the they, the anticipation is building for them too. Um, uh, uh, no, yeah. but no, but we did get a new comment on our video. Cora likes waffles. At <laughs> <laughs> coming back, you know, to the old the YouTube show that Ryan mentioned earlier in yeah. the very beginning of the episode. All right. Well, that's that. Let's get out of here. Cool. Yeah, let's go. Stay tuned for our Chunkies sometime happening. We don't know when, but it's going to happen. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog will sweep the awards, though. So Good. Um, but uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And have a... Gotta go fast. Gotta... That's no good. That's no good. good. That sound. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. No All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> This has been After the Credits A Young Chunks Podcast <laughs>